Welcome to the Power Hour podcast. I'm your host, Randa Caraba, a quintessential entrepreneur and the founder of Power Fit. I am someone who is all in on growing, evolving, and building my best self, and I've currently helped over 28,000 women do the same. So if you're someone who's obsessed with building and creating your dream life and your dream self without restriction, limitation, or being told no, then you've come to the right place because we're going to discuss fitness, nutrition, business, faith, marriage, self-development, leveling up, living life to the fullest, and how to increase income while thriving with joy, happiness, and fulfillment, balancing all the things. Get ready to unlock your own power. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour podcast. It's going to be both myself and... I'm back. Grant today, my built-in co-host yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, blonde. That's exactly right. Like I said in our previous podcast, I'm not, I'm not dyeing my hair either. And we've actually renamed it, so yeah. I guess when it comes to power, maybe you just need to brand yourself a little more with power I, fit. Well, if I'm going to do that, I just need to like lift more weights to actually become powerful. So, you know, it's something to work on. Yeah. It's yep. goals. That's right. Okay, so let's do like life update first before we dive into what we're going to be talking about this episode, and that would be reasons why I gave up chasing those extra 5, 10, or 15 pounds. A lot of you have asked like, do I prefer to be more lean or more muscular? I think it's obvious I like to be more muscular um, and carry a little extra weight. I've been there for years. At the very beginning of my journey, I actually did hit my quote-unquote goal weight back then a couple times right before Grant and I got married, multiple times like that year and that next year. I did a fitness shoot when I was at my lightest, leanest. I've never been back there since. And I honestly don't ever share those photos, even though I loved the concept and all those pictures. It's just not where I live anymore. And so I don't really share them anymore, but maybe I will with talking about this podcast. So that is what today's episode is going to be about because I think with Power Fit and also the fact that we recently brought April, our dietitian, on, if you have not listened to that episode, go back a couple to listen um, to her episode. And she's really stepping into this more behavioral role and not chasing those last 5, 10, 15 pounds herself coming off of no longer bikini competing. And so I think all of that collectively has had people questioning like, okay, well, kind of preach to me the difference of being your leanest self versus, you know, where you're happier with a little more weight or a little more muscle or a little more strength. So we're going to dive into all of that. And I'm, I'm going to probably do the majority of the talking there, but Grant will kind of be here to be like side hype girl playing the tambourine. Well, believe it or not, <laughs> men actually struggle with this too. Like, you know. Okay. So, so we'll, I'm like, of course, I'm actually like that typical guy. Well, I'm actually, I don't know really what I'm trying to say here. But what I'm getting at is that <laughs> I actually really worry about my weight. Like I am paranoid about being overweight, you know, my heart health. Like it really bothers me. Honestly, I think you're way more worried, way more worried about it than I am. Oh yeah. I'm yourself. way more worried about, like I'm the, the typical, our typical client that's so worried about the scale number. I'm still, as a pers- certified personal trainer, I know better than that, but I'm still that guy. So I do struggle with it, so I can relate with it. Yes. So he struggles a lot more in his own journey than I do. And also, I think that not only will you maybe, I didn't even think about you kind of stepping in from that standpoint, but also different things that I talk about, I'm sure you can back it up or say different things with the fact that you live with me. I I definitely get to see all of it. So there's there's no doubt that I'm I'm aware of what's going on. Okay, so the first thing that's on our update from the weekend on this list in front of me says Barbie, LOL. Okay, so first and foremost, Saturday night, we were going, we were, uh, or we stayed at the Four Seasons. 
We were gonna have dinner at Toro Toro. We were gonna go to Dan Crenshaw's 39th birthday. Brad Paisley was singing, so we were super- Special guest. Was a special guest. We were super pumped up, so we tried to go to bed early. Friday night. Friday night, so we could be plenty rested because we knew it was gonna be a, a long night. And it was gonna be so much fun. Hold on. In case someone doesn't know who Barbie is, you need a preface with who Barbie is. So Barbie is our miniature English bulldog. She's about four years old, and she is my whole world minus Rhonda. <laughs> Randa. Randa. <laughs> her name's Randa. I call her Rhonda. We always mess with her. But Barbie is my girl. Like, me and her have a bond <laughs> that just goes beyond uh, what normal bonds would be. Like, I love her. Like, she's my... Randa always calls her the other girl in our relationship. Like... She's, the other woman. She, yeah, she's angels. I and keep in her. mind, before we got Barbie, we had Bucky. Bucky was 12 when we got Barbie. And that was, we. I really convinced Grant to get Barbie to extend Bucky's life expectancy and to get him to where he would be a little more competitive for food because he was kind of starting to not be that good of an eater and not move as much in his right. older age. And, of course, he hated her at first. But Barbie is just like, honestly, Bucky was Grant and Barbie was Randa to a D. That's pretty much right, yeah. like And the- Barbie was meant to be mine, but, like, Bucky became mine, Barbie became grants yeah but also in that like keep in mind before we got barbie the therapist had to tell me multiple times in therapy sessions randa let go about getting a puppy let go about getting another dog it is causing big marital problems for grant yeah and all of a sudden i was scrolling on social media and facebook or instagram one day and her picture popped up as a puppy for sale and i just instantly walked up to randa i said hey we're going to dallas next week and we're going to get this puppy. And she goes, oh, my gosh. Hold on. It didn't quite go down like that. Don't y'all love listening? Because Grant does get the pretty overall synopsis. I'll go into the nitty-gritty little details right, that well, I remember. I'll, I'll tell you why I did that. Well, but here's the deal. No. We were – it was the fall before we launched Power Fit. It was the fall of 2018. We actually got Barbie in October 2018, and we – like publicly launched Power Fit January 2019. So when we got Barbie, we were in the thick of all the building stages. Like it took us months and months before the public launch to get ready for the company, right? Mm -hmm. So we were in complete brand new company building mode. And it did take me quite a bit of money to get Power Fit started. And let's be honest, miniature English Bulldogs are not cheap animals. They're not cheap investments. Not only up front, but they have a lot of like health issues, they have breathing problems, they snore, that you, I mean, like, they just have to go to the vet a lot, they're high maintenance, they're you can't, expensive. yeah, you can't leave them outside, they're little divas, okay, so Grant finds Barbie, but her name wasn't Barbie, on Instagram, and he's like, sends me this dog, and I'm like, this is after the therapist had told me multiple times, let it go, so he sends me the dog, and I'm like, I've been told to let it go, it's causing a problem in the marriage, like, okay, she's cute, and then Grant goes, she was X number of dollars, he said, you, we can either buy the dog or you can have this X number of dollars to add in towards your company launch um, funding. And so I took what he said and I stepped back and I'm like, okay, responsible, mature me, as well as the wife me that's been through therapy with Grant is going to say, I came back like the next day and I said, okay, I made my decision. I want to take the money and I want to put it into the company. Didn't I say that? You did say that. And then let me tell y'all what magic started to happen. Grant kept sending me things about this dog. He didn't let it go. And it wasn't clicking with me because I think I have a little PTSD from therapists literally getting in my ass saying, stop about getting a puppy to where one of my friends finally clicked and she goes, Randa, he wants the dog. 
But because he was so defiant about the dog, he is not going to override you and put all of this on him choosing the dog. So he's trying to lure you in so that you say you want the dog. So therefore, he can get the dog. That's exactly right. And so, like I said, after I finally sent her, I was like, hey, we need to go get this dog. She's like, okay. I was like, all right, we're picking her up next week. It's going to be great. Oh, and by the way, since you were so responsible, I'm going to go ahead and pay for the dog, and I'm going to give you the $3,500 because you made a very good decision, you know, for that or whatever. And so she was very thankful. We, we drove down there. And the other reason we wanted Barbie is Bucky was actually the uh, runt of his litter, and he yep. was a very smaller version of a miniature English bulldog. And he was, like, honestly more lean and thin. Like, he was taller and longer than Barbie. And so she was the runt female, and she was half price compared to all her sisters. Yeah. So that's why we liked her. So we, we wanted one that was the runt that wouldn't, like, come home and, like, just overpower Bucky in size with him already being kind of the dominant and the older male. Right. So that's who Barbie is. Continue with the story about Friday night. So... Um, I would say about 1.30 in the morning. And of course, we, uh, we need to also let everybody know we have a doggy door in our room where Barbie can let herself in and out and go to the bathroom at night. Okay. So about from my point of view at 1.30 in, in the middle of the night, Randall rolls over and she goes, Grant, wake up. Starts tapping me. And I'm like, what? And I was like, is, is Croy up? She's like, no. Something smells. <laughs> smells like crap in here. And I was like... Yeah, it smells horrible. I was like, did you poop yourself again? And she's again? Like, what have I pooped myself? <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. Here goes our podcast ratings. Everyone's sharing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I was like, seriously, did you poop yourself? She's like, no. So, we turned the light on, and Barbie had apparently come in. She went out to the doggy door. Let herself in and apparently still had some dribble on her butt. I don't know what happened. All I know is I'm waking Grant up, who, let me say, if you try to wake this man up in the middle of the night, he is, like, angry, grunting. Like, I mean, he's not, like, physically angry, but he is not happy about being woken up. I mean, I don't think any of us are, but especially Grant. But when I say, I think it's Barbie, we wake up, you know, prime time. So I'm showing him, like, I could feel it. It's all dark, right? But, you know, I could feel something, like, dried on my arm. And it was, like, where my bicep is, like, the backside of my forearm, like, multiple little spots. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think this is dried poop on my arm, and that's what I smell. Yeah, so apparently Barbie, you know, bulldogs, they can't wipe their own butts, and they don't have tails, and their uh, poop glands don't really work that well. That's why you're always having to, like, wipe a bulldog's butt. Well, apparently she had some dribble on her butt, and when she got jumped in the bed, and then she always does this little thing where she wants to cuddle, and she kind of spins in circles. She spins like a circle right on, like, my back and my arm, and, like, burrows right on my back. Yeah. And so, anyway, apparently she rubbed all that dribble on all over Randa's <laughs> arms. And so she's like, Grant, this is gross. And so I had to wake up. I wipe it off her arm. We clean it up. I'm, I'm like, like, grab Barbie. Make sure it's not still on her butt and she's not dragging this all in our bed and we're going to have more problems through the night. And it gets better. So <laughs> when I clean up Barbie. I clean up Rana's arm. We The smell is kind of lingering, but we kind of put some of that poopery spray over it. So it kind of goes away. It's not a big deal. So we try to go back to sleep about 30 minutes later. Well, Randa gets up in the house and is like, I still smell crap. What is going on? So I, I try to go to another room. Like, yeah. Croy's got that little um, nook bed in his room. And so sometimes I'll nap up there with him. So I was like, I'll go in there. I couldn't sleep. I kept smelling it. I come back in the room. I'm like, Grant, I'm not trying to not sleep in the bed with you right now. So, like, don't be mad at me. I just, like, I, I cannot get the smell out. I just can't get it to go away. And so, like, I cannot fall asleep because I have PTSD about this smell that is so strong. So this is the second time she's woken So this was now, like, an hour and a half later. 
Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So she wakes me up. I go in the bathroom to turn on the light because, you know, I'm trying to, like, keep it dark in the house. Like, not get completely woken up even though I'm pretty much am. Turn on the light. It is on the side of my face, like where my temples are, and dried all in my hair. Absolutely disgusting. And so I'm like, Grant! And I'm like, what? She's like, I have poop on my face. And so I was like, okay, well, you have my attention now. So I turn the light on. I roll over, and I'm like, yep. You have a good amount of poop all over your face and in your so head. So I'm like, I'm not going to take a full-on shower because I take a shower at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm going to be wide awake. At that point, I might as well go get, I guess, a 4 a.m. workout in. But I've gotten, like, two hours of sleep, and we have, like, such an exciting day. And we have all the mornings filled with Croy stuff before we go do. And, like, the, the Four Seasons deal was, like, a trade-out for business. So it's not like I can just show up and say, okay, I'm not going to post. I'm not going to be camera ready. I'm not going to do all this. Like, I have to. You know, I agreed to it. So, I get up, I go get all the towels, I go over there, I put my little gloves on, rubber gloves on, because <laughs> honestly that's gross because I don't want to be touching poop anywhere. <laughs> and so, I put my little rubber gloves on, I get the towel, and I clean her hair up, and I get it all out, I get the soap, and it's, I'm cleaning it out, so we're not having to get waking her up with the shower and everything, and so we go to bed. Uh, and the whole time, he's like, she's my angel. And the whole time, as I'm, I love as I'm cleaning up poop out of her hair. I'm just sitting there looking at Barbie going, she's angels. <laughs> I love you so much. So then the next morning, let me tell y'all, I told, still told, told Grant, I'm like, I cannot get the smell out. Like it hit me she different sl- than she, it hit you. She sleeps in bed. We make it through the next morning. She wakes up the next morning and she's like, Grant, I still smell it. And I'm like, I do too. We check. It was on we, the side of my bra. Like I slept in a sports bra, like under where my underarm would have been. And we couldn't have seen it. Cause it was kind of yeah. like tucked in the back part. So, that's what happened this weekend with Barbie. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was kind of a cluster. So Randa didn't get but about maybe three, four hours of sleep that night. So, you know, yep. good times. So everything that you saw on Instagram was running on no sleep. But we had a great time at the Four Seasons, the Toro Toro. I don't know if y'all saw any of my stories or videos or posts. They had like this, the tomahawk steak that they lit on fire there. That one was so good. The other thing that I loved was the Wagyu beef appetizer. I tried ordering a second one. Mm-hmm. They asked everyone if they wanted a drink. And I was like, I like to eat my calories. Bring me another wagyu beef and they were like we have a tomahawk coming that is really big on the table and there's only three of you so we're not saying you shouldn't order it but rethink that (laughs) yeah well i think my favorite appetizer was the scallops the scallops that had the what are the you call the big shrimp prawns prawns they had the cabbage it was like a cabbage Ooh, the cabbage was good it's like, it's like a cream a corn cabbage like a or cream something corn baked cabbage with like parmesan cheese on top and the so um good. the mushrooms but they were like long skinny Sh- mushrooms big, big shiitake mushrooms yes those were amazing and then the dessert so oh, the i'm dessert? like videoing oh it and taking pictures because it's beautiful it's like in this big brown bowl and it's got all these different scoops of ice cream a little cup brownies and then it's got these edible beautiful like hawaiian flowers and all these like different raspberry cream sauces and uh, I guess different like whips of cream and stuff like that. Right, you had, there was like three different ice creams. There was different uh, textures of like whipped cream. There was brownie bites. Yeah, I had no idea that the brown was bowl so was stuff. actually chocolate. So they're showing it off to you. I happened to just look down and they had just shattered it on, like threw it on the table and it shattered. So like the bowl was like dried chocolate. Yeah. And so you ate it all on the table as it, like, made this big splatter. And then they put, like, more, like, raspberry sauce and and cream sauces over it. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And then we went into this speakeasy bar. And you know me, Sarah and I, we changed outfits for every little stop. So we did Toro Toro in one outfit. Then we went to the room. And then we did the speakeasy. I forget the name of it. 
I don't remember. It was on the same third floor as the Toro Toro, and it looks like it's this bookshelf, but it's actually this little hidden, like, keypad thing, and you go in there, and there's, like, one room with just a few little couches and tables, and then the tiny little speakeasy bar with just a couple of bar stools, um, and these were, like, the most extravagant, like, specialty cocktails put together, like... I think they were all like 42 to over $100 each. I think the most expensive one was like $113 for a drink. Because they were such like, everything was such a process. Like they were things that were like you lit on fire or the Pimm's Cup actually had this big wheel with like all the fruits and flowers and stuff that then the alcohol was sitting in that then it came out of. Like everything was a big production. So I don't think it was the money just about the drink, even though it was way over the top. Like my little coconut drink came like in a... I don't know, like I was on an island mm -hmm. cup and just like a chalice. Yes. But just the presentation of it all. And then they had these dried onions that were set out there like chips. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was like really thin bacon cooked into chips because it was so good. Yeah. And then we went and changed for outfit number three. Mm -hmm. And we went to the sporting club where it was Dan Crenshaw's birthday and Brad Paisley. He only sang happy birthday and I think Dan's like favorite three, two or three songs. Yeah, he didn't sing many. And then he hung out at the table. We happened to be at the table next to them. So, but Brad Paisley was like on a real low-key vibe. Like he wasn't just like standing he there. He was wearing in line. a hoodie and a ball cap. Like yeah. he was not dressed. And he wasn't doing pictures because he had just done Rodeo Houston earlier that day, had got inducted into the, the Hall of Fame or whatever. The Rodeo, the Rodeo Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah. So we didn't want to be those people asking for pictures. So we kind of like just hung out and chilled right there. We were doing like little selfies and videos, but he was like right behind us. Right. But then there was one time they leaned over and looked and we're like, let's take a picture. So we like took full <clears throat> advantage. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then he, uh, Dan introduced me to Brad Paisley. He was, we got to talking about, and I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, Who Needs Pictures is one of my favorite songs. He's like, really, man? That was like one of the very first songs I ever wrote. I was like, man, I love it. Blah, yeah, blah, listen, y'all, when I first started dating Grant, that first night that we went on our date, I like played DJ on his truck, in his truck on the way to the restaurant. And he told me that one of his favorite songs was Who Needs Pictures. And then he marries me. <laughs> yeah, because we take all the pictures. All the pictures. So anyway, that was fun to get to talk to Brad for a little bit. And then tell him about my little digital camera. <clears throat> so Randit decided, so iPhones, I, I don't really understand. I still don't get this as a man, but whatever. <laughs> Randit has per recently just bought like this super tiny mini handheld digital camera like you used to do like in 2000, like all the girls would take him to the bar in 2005 or like 2004. <laughs> With the, with the SD card, and then the next morning, the they'd thing around up, like the wrist. And they'd upload it to, you know, their computer, and then they'd upload it to Facebook and made an album, and then, like, whatever, like, the cool song of the night was, was, like, the, the album title on Facebook, <laughs> like, Randall always did that. Like, that kind of camera. Like, back when we were, like, peop, what people used 20 years ago, not an iPhone with, like, a 4K camera, because that would be nonsense to use that kind of camera. So, anyway, she's got this little, it's... Dan, or Brad Paisley called it, I think, an alien camera. No, he was like, I haven't seen one of those in ages. Like, what are you, an alien? And yeah. I'm like, why is everyone bragging on me about this little camera? It's actually a really nice little Canon camera. So when they went to go take the picture, you know, I think we ended up just taking an iPhone because my little camera, you do kind of got to like make sure you're going to like get it set and then it like does the little focus and then it's going to do like the flash. Like it's not as fast as the iPhone. And I guess everyone just thought I was like out of touch with reality or the year that, or that it was the year 2023. Yeah. It, it was a little embarrassing. I'm not going to lie <laughs> because we're all just sitting there smiling at this alien digital camera for like eight to 10 seconds. She's like, hold on, hold on. It's focusing. It's getting in focus. Hold on. And Brad's like, really? Come on now. I'm like, if he's starting to, like over my shoulder, like I can hear him getting like irritated. I'm like, just take the dang picture. <laughs> so, yep, that was that. 
I'll, I'll share the link in case anyone else wants to purchase the little digital camera that I have, and I'm glad I have it. It's a great camera, but it, not for that particular situation. Okay, Croy update. What's going on with Croy? Um, Croy. He is, worked out with us Saturday morning. Oh my gosh, that was the coolest thing. I've, one of the coolest things he's done in a while. So we went to the gym, and he's like, no gym, no play in gym, go home, go home gym. And I was like, all right. So we, we left the actual gym and went to the home gym. And so we start working, and next thing you know, he's uh, he's like, you know, I want to work out with you. So he's well, he doesn't say I want to work out with you. Or he, he was like, he goes, me do or my do or something like that. And I was like, okay. So we set him up, you know, the ropes, and he starts doing his exercises and counting like one, two. Well, at first, I was like trying to like hold my little hand over it just to guide him and give him that little extra ump because it was still like five or ten pounds. Like, I mean, he's two, right? You know, and so I don't want him like straining or anything. But he was so independent about doing it himself. So there was one thing we finally just took the little pin out to where it was like no weight and just the I guess like the bar machine you were using, like right. the lat pull down. Yeah, and then he started counting. He's like. One, two, three, <laughs> and of course it's not like one is per rep. It's like he's just counting one to five, one to ten as he's just randomly pulling the bar down. But we're like, "Good job, buddy!" And he got done. He's like, "I did it!" And so he gives us all high fives and hugs and dap and flexes his muscles. Honestly, it was probably the first time that we actually got to get a good workout in in there with him since he's been out of the baby stage where we could just put him in like a little thing that would hold him. Now he's so active. But, like, I don't want to, like, walk on a treadmill or do a lot of barbell work, even if he's in there, because just something could could happen so fast. But I would, like, put him on my back and do, like, my walking lunges or my squat pulses. And we had a great time. Then he went with Mimi to a wedding that weekend. He was her date. He was the bell of the ball at the wedding. He stole the show. And he danced with Mimi. He did all the things. Came home, showed us how much he danced. Everything. So, a couple other updates before we get into the whole reason you're listening to this. Sorry, it's already been over 20 minutes. I'm going to Paris in a couple of days, so be on the lookout for that. I just launched my um, group mastermind coaching course yesterday. All the information is on my Instagram, on the PowerFit website. I need to get it up on the Randa Caraba website. Um, We're almost finished with the four-week March challenge for PowerFit. We're still trucking along in our new half-hour power program, and I have a new gratitude challenge in the works that I'm going to share with y'all very soon, the next podcast episode. And it's something I've never done, but like leading up to Easter, something that kind of came to me during one of my recent pause um, periods. And I think that just with social media, obviously, kind of like the last episode, we talk about leveling up and wanting to like grow and become all these things, but also just finding like appreciation and gratitude and like where we are now and the things that we do have. Um, and everything that's built us to where we are now is so important. So be on the lookout for that. And now, are you ready? I'm ready. To dive into. We're diving. The entire reason that we're doing this podcast. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe because we had over 20 minute updates. Are you updates. trying to just like add drama to something that's like really not dramatic? I would never. You I are never. all the drama. Okay. So let's talk about these extra 5, 10, 15 pounds. So first off. I think anyone can get rid of those stubborn 5, 10, 15 pounds if they want to. It, it can be done. And scientifically, we can, PowerFit can help you do it. April can help you do it. You know, 100% our program can do it. Yeah. I choose not to live there very often. So you may look at my body and think like, well, that's 
maybe I want to be leaner or maybe I don't want to be as muscular as her, but you also have to know with power fit, like number one, everybody's body is different. Everybody's genetics are different. And also everyone's goals and what they want out of the program are different. So I don't aspire to be 120 pounds. I do not want that. There are women that want that and I'm not knocking it. Um, And there are women on my program that succeed at it and, and stick to it. But that is just not what works as good for me. Yeah, genetically, you can't get there. Well, can't is hard. It would. It's very difficult for you to maintain there. Correct. That is the thing. And, and being able to maintain at that 120, 130 pound range for you, being 5'4". Uh, with how much muscle I like, like to carry. Much, right. Because you're, you're naturally, I, I guess, genetically more like short and squatty. and it's built very muscular. stocky. Yeah. Yeah, just naturally real stocky. You're not naturally just super lean. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, I am going to share some pictures from that very first fitness shoot I ever did, um, kind of maybe like on a reel or a carousel when I put this podcast out so you can see the visuals of where I was at my leanest um, to date. And I think I was like 129 pounds there. When we got married, I wanted to be 130 pounds. Remember when I met Grant, I was overweight. I weighed like 183 when I met Grant. So then I lost like 40, 50 pounds. I was all about really losing the weight, kind of got a little bit addicted to it. And then it's like your wedding. You know, the wedding really did kind of put a fire under my booty to lose weight. And then I've told y'all before I started lifting like every day the month before we got married because I had just shut the store. And then lifting is what actually made me feel good. So there were a couple times throughout the year that we got married and the year after that I would hit that 130 or right under mark. And I kept tying that to like my success or my progress. And I'm sure plenty of you listening to this can attest to that. But the reality is the scale is not always the best way to track progress. Even if you are your leanest, even if you are able to, you know, maintain your weight without those extra five, 10, 15 pounds. And if you're listening, I am not knocking if that's where you want to be, or if that's where you're able to be. It's just, there's a lot of women, I think that struggle thinking if they don't lose that extra five, 10 or 15 pounds, then it's lack of discipline or it's lack of try, or there's more work to be done and they need to go a little harder, which can be done but it doesn't have to. And I think that anyone who has followed me in the last really three, four years has seen that's where I have stayed. So the first reason why I like not chasing those extra pounds, I pretty much stay between, I feel my best at 135 to 140, but sometimes I get up to 145. And honestly, my nine month postpartum shoot, when I had the most muscle I think I've ever had, I shared those photos all the time. I actually weighed 154 pounds in that, in that shoot and my body was incredible. Yeah, it was insane. So, you know, I really do fluctuate quite a bit and I don't really worry too much about fluctuating too much. So the first reason why I why I choose not to chase those extra 5, 10, 15 pounds of getting 130 down into the 120s or, or 120. I just don't really want to be there is because of the food freedom. I, I simply get to eat more. I get to enjoy more food. I get to be not as strict on my diet. Um, then I don't have to worry about letting like certain fun things of life hold me back, which yes, you can still balance these things being very like much more strict and rigid on your diet. I just choose you know, the first nine months that I was on my fitness journey, I tracked my macros every single day, like calories, everything for nine months straight, which I learned a lot from that. Then I kind of got into seasons where I would track once a week, a couple times a month. Um, honestly, when I lifted a little bit lighter weight last month, February, I went back to tracking five, six days a week, which I had not done in years. 
Um, just to kind of give myself a little reset since I wasn't lifting as heavy, I was in a different season, which I actually did lose a little weight doing that. I wasn't trying to, I was really just trying to give my body a lot of rest of Mm -hmm. lifting heavy for so long and finishing up that hard journey of the app. So all that being said, I just don't think like, I don't view things of like, Oh, this is like my one time of the week to get to go out and splurge or I need to like cut back on all my calories these days so I can enjoy this the next day. And that's a wonderful thing to kind of like be in balance to where if you want to live like that, I'm just at a place where I have a toddler and life isn't always like planned or structured, even as much as you want it to be, things can change with the toddler's mood and like zero to a hundred real quick. No doubt. Um, we're also, you know, I like Grant is really good about kind of like planning last minute date night and surprising me and just saying, get dressed, we're going. And I never want to like shut my husband down because I've already had my calories for the day and no, honey, I'm not going on the date with you. And, or if I do, I'm just going to sit there. I don't know. I'm just, I've been my leanest and maybe because I've been there and I've hit there a couple of times and I even had these photos to prove it. It's great. And honestly, I'm two to four to six to eight weeks out of being back there at any time if I want to. Absolutely. And I, I, you're also a lot happier Yes. For sure, being at this at this uh at this weight. So I don't say no to trips or restaurants or last minute events or meetings or or things that may throw my my schedule out of whack of what I had planned to eat or if I had planned to just eat everything at home or if I had meal prep or I'm gonna be somewhere where there's not a microwave or someplace isn't just gonna be serving tuna and lettuce. And again, nothing's wrong if you wanna get that lean. I honestly for July may decide to get pretty lean. And that's another thing is because I stay at this place of, I still do try to hit my protein goal most of the time. I still do live at maintenance, I would say four or five days out of the week, and then a slight surplus the other days. Every once in a while, I have a big surplus day. <laughs> Let's just be real. We all need big surpluses. Every it happens. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just like life there. I don't feel like I have to stick to a certain weight or look a certain way with owning and running and managing and being so out there in terms of social media running a fitness company. And that is a wonderful place to be because when I first started, I truly thought it was like my progress was what would attract people to my program. Now I know my progress, obviously like I need to actually do what I say I do and live by example and practice what I preach, which is proven. I mean, if anyone wants to doubt me, let's go get on a squat rack, honey, and I will show you. I lift weights. I am strong. I'm not just like saying one thing and you know, eating bonbons and going, getting cool sculpting on the weekends. I've I've never gotten cool cool sculpting. I honestly think it's kind of a waste of money. But with that being said, I have more energy when I'm not always dieting. I have better sleep when I'm not always dieting. I have better moods and energy. Yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) going to step in on this one. (laughs) She is in a far better mood when she is just not worried about the scale um, living with that five to 10 or five, 10, 15 pounds extra, quote unquote, she's just, when she is in a dieting phase or getting lean phase, you know, the first week is, is not hell. bad. No, I feel like the first week is hell because I'm getting used to it. It is hell, but you want, well, maybe it, it's exciting because it's the first week and it hasn't I think set it's the in first, yet. Yeah. You, you, you're not bad. You're not like, you might be like personally struggling with it, but you're not like angry to me, okay, that like angry sense. to society. Yeah. I would say the first week it's hardest on me to adapt to like a lower amount of calories. And so it's like to go to sleep and not be hungry or to, to make it through the day and not overeat what I'm supposed well, like, to is like hardest. Day three or four, you're like, man, I'm hungry. And you're just kind of like this. 
after two weeks of it, you're like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Give me food. Like, you were just, like, angry. And I'm like, can we please not do this anymore? <laughs> But I don't do that very often. No. Um, but the thing that I was saying, I feel like I'm two, four, six, eight weeks away from being my absolute best body and my a very lean body if I want to, is because I'm living where I am lifting all the time or lifting heavy or at least moderately heavy. Sometimes I go on breaks where it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. And I'm still somewhat, you know, keeping up with my nutrition and trying to hit my protein goal and not being in a deficit to where I have enough calories and enough fuel and enough protein to build some muscle. I've got enough carbs to have the energy to actually go a little harder if I want to in my workouts. And I know that everyone who listens to this may think, well, I don't want to go as hard in my workouts as Randa does. Um, And that's okay. It doesn't also mean that you have to just super diet. Like if you're in a more of a beginner stage, like you lifting 10 pounds where I'm lifting 40 pounds may actually do more for your body than those 40 pounds does for my body of being in a really good shape. Um, But I just really like the look of sustainable lifestyle fitness in my body versus the super lean competitive fitness. Now, April and I hit on this in the last episode. That is to take nothing away from bikini competitors. That is to take nothing away from the ladies who choose to want to look leaner and, and live by being at their goal weight. Like, honestly, I have them as clients, so I'm not trying to steer anybody away. I'm not trying to deter you or make you choose to live the way that I live. I'm just answering some questions that have come my way and why I choose to carry a little more weight or carry a little more muscle or not be my leanest. And these are the reasons why I choose it. I don't think that anyone else needs to per se do exactly what I do. I think whatever you do, you need to be happy and it needs to be sustainable and it needs to be healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Now, getting to places where you're so lean that it's not good for your hormones, your reproductive state, your, your hair, your skin, your nails, um, Like that is a problem because staying that lean that long as a woman can come with a lot of problems. And honestly, the majority of of problems that I would see for women are that they are under-muscled versus being overweight. Correct. Absolutely. So I choose to want to build a lot of muscle. It's just what makes me feel good. It's what honestly allows me to be able to eat as much as I am. Like my maintenance calories are higher when I'm a little bit heavier and, and carrying some muscle. We all know you love to eat. I do love to eat. I do love to eat. So, and the other thing, like I said, I really like to practice what I preach. Like I don't want my clients thinking they always need to be dieting or being so worried about what the scale says or they the way they look or like, you know, clients who have been with PowerFit for two or three years that have reached, like I'm going to toss my my coach Tracy under the bus here, not under the bus, but I'm going to toss her out in this um, episode. She also has her own Energy Academy podcast. You definitely need to check out. But I know Tracy is someone who is so open and about this that she will not mind me saying this. When she first got on PowerFit that first year, she was a little bit lighter and leaner than she is now. And that does not mean that she has not made tons of progress from then to now put like keeping that extra 10 pounds on because she's been able to sustain more muscle. She's been able to, you know, increase her maintenance calories. She's had wonderful energy. Like she is the queen of preaching energy. Like she literally has a podcast named the Energy Academy. She is all things mom, like out there involved with her daughter in every single thing. She's just like the energizer bunny. So that alone is like progress of her saying, you know what? I can be here and I can do that again. And I like that. She told me like before her 35th birthday, I think I'm going to diet for this trip to Vegas and get back to there. Because when you when you have that good amount of muscle, you can go into a dieting phase pretty quickly Absolutely. and lose it pretty quickly and be right back. Yep. Versus if you are in 
not if you're always in a dieting phase and you haven't put on the muscle and then you're like burnt out or feeling restricted or don't have the energy or the stamina and then it takes more time and a honestly a harder mindset and like lifestyle change to a adapt eating more food adding on more weights or lifting more to build the muscle before then you kind of get back to that same amount of lean so I actually think being where I'm at keeps me where I can be there right away and same thing with Tracy she said you know what closer I get to my birthday I don't want to diet I like living this maintenance a little bit more than maintenance like just living I feel good I look good I'm happy with where I am and that's great. So I also think of someone who's listening in is now struggling like, okay, you lost all this weight with Power Fit and now you're not able to lose any more weight. Like that's not always a bad thing. Do I think that everyone needs to constantly be like bulking and cutting? No. no. April and I talk about that in the last episode. I think that's more a true bodybuilder thing or someone who's been in it that is a lot more aggressive about their goals. Um, I don't do a lot of bulking and dieting. Now, before my birthday in July, I may say, you know what, Grant? I'm going to diet for two or four, six weeks. I don't think I've ever dieted for more than eight or 10 weeks in the last four years. Mm-hmm. I, hardly I ever. I can't remember one time. Yeah. And, and then I can be lean. And if I want to gain a little bit more we, as we go into fall, I can do that. Like, I just am so happy with where I am that I don't need to shed five pounds to be any happier or live any better or feel like I look any different as far as like online presence for the staff, you know, like where I'm at with my company. Absolutely. I know that how I make people, women feel, the support and the encouragement I throw out to women, the strength that I help women build and all the other tools that I give them is so much more attracting my clients than just how my body looks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see other things I wanted to talk about. I also learned that I didn't always have to have washboard abs. Yeah. I have them. Like, they may just have an extra layer or two of little coverage. Mm -hmm. They're still there. Absolutely. But I don't have to have them exposed all the time. That's exactly right. So I think not only did I let go of a certain number on the scale or being a certain amount of body fat percentage, which, you know, I went and did my body thing the beginning of March for the challenge, and I was 17% body fat, which is amazing for a woman. Absolutely. Like, really, if you get under 15%, you can start having problems. Some women can get down to 12 or 10% before they have problems, but... Maybe I like to be a little heavier, so I'm like, I don't need to get under 15%. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. So saying it's mean, 17%, like, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, what else did I have to say? Oh, this was it. April kind of hit on it, and I wanted to go into it a little bit more before we wrap up this episode. A reason why I think you actually see a lot of online people that want to stay leaner or lower body fat percentage or more in a a dieting phase or not ever kind of like adapting to those extra 5, 10, 15 pounds is quite frankly, the internet, i.e. the people of the internet, the followers of the internet, give more validation, more likes, more love, more views to the people who are leaner. And if I'm speaking to you, like really think of that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like think when you're scrolling online and you see someone who's really shredded or really lean and it sticks out and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. But then if you see like a lifestyle fitness person, like I think of like Whitney Simmons. Whitney Simmons has an incredible fitness following and her body is not just shredded, lean, like competitor style. And I think that sometimes you kind of get caught up as a viewer thinking like washboard abs or this amount of lean is like should be praised more. Mm-hmm. But really, I like to really give my love and attention to like, honestly, the way that April has started becoming so much more behavioral about her 
business in, in forms of dietitian. Like it really just aligns with us with Power Fit. I love seeing it. So any post she puts out, I try to give her like so much love and support on it. Even her showcasing like here I was at my body composition when I was a bikini competitor, which again takes so much work and discipline and consistency. And I don't want to take anything away from that. But for April to say, you know what, I'm 20 pound, 25 pounds heavier now. And I'm actually preaching more like sustainability to my clients. Like you don't see a lot of people able to make that switch. Mm -hmm. And it really is healthy. Like when it comes down to full body strength training that we do with Power Fit, it, I'm not training bikini competitors. Like if someone comes to me and they're like, I want to do a bikini competition. I'm like, stick with us until you get to this place. And then when you need to get more aggressive of those, that final bit, you need to go get a bikini coach. Yeah. Like we are not doing that at Power Fit. We are lifestyle, sustainable fitness. And we just want to help you build more muscle, help you have like more longevity, help you have less risk and injuries and, and problems as you age and more energy and, and all the things. So am I starting to ramble at this point? Grant? About, yeah. Okay. It's okay. What else should we say about me embracing that extra 5, 10, 15 pounds? Well, just from a male's husband standpoint, I per personally like you with more curves than you being, you know, super teeny tiny skinny. Like, I like you being muscular and having, you know, curves on you. It's just very attractive to me. I mean, heck, think about it one way. You know, whenever we started dating, you were 40, 50 pounds overweight. You know, and I, lo I still loved you and thought you were hot then. And now you're just a lot more shapely and toned and... Your curves are different, but yeah. I think most men in general like more of a curvier woman than someone who's just trying to be a, a, a toothpick. So that makes sense, and, and that definitely helps when yeah. you have that support from your from your loved one. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that, honey. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is really just I know what I was going to add. It was going to be the first ever fitness shoot that I did when I was that 130 pounds, really lean. I fasted for 30 hours before that shoot. Like fast, didn't eat for 30 hours before the photo shoot. And then I didn't eat carbs for two weeks before. I did like as low carb as low carb could be. It was just like so aggressive. And then afterwards, I ate so bad for two or three days afterwards, just kind of like splurging that now I feel like I don't hit photo shoots that hard. Like I'll eat some pancakes right before a photo shoot. No problem. And I don't know, it's just more of a balanced lifestyle. So when I do share these images of me when I was my leanest and my first ever fitness shoot that I really never share because that's not really where I live, um, just kind of know the backstory behind it. Wrap up this episode. It's been 40 minutes. It's time for us to go get Croy. I'm a little late getting this episode out, but still getting it out on Monday, like I told y'all. Absolutely. So if you liked this episode, found any value in it, please screenshot, share it to your Instagram story. Also, I love to hear the little quotes or the little tidbits that we talk about that hit home or helped you the most. Leave that in like a review format for me on the podcast. I love hearing those things so that I can, again, this podcast came about from feedback of April's podcast just a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so maybe something from this podcast will, you know, ignite another conversation. So I'm always listening. Please leave me those reviews so that I can, um, you know, obvi obviously always just put good, wholesome, valuable conversation in real world applicability in front of y'all. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we're going to go get our little guy. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. See y'all. Bye.